welcome to the Cheerful Stoic, the podcast where we read, meditate, and reflect on the ancient Stoic philosophers. On the Happy Life by Seneca, selections from paragraphs 18 and 20. You speak in one way and live in another, you say. This accusation, you spiteful creatures, bitter enemies of all the best, was made against Plato, against Epicurus, against Zeno. All of them said not how they themselves were living, but how they themselves ought to live too. I speak about virtue, not about myself. And when I attack the vices, I attack my own vices especially. I will live as I ought to as soon as I can. Nor will your spitefulness, laced with all its poison, deter me from the best things. Not even that venom with which you spatter others, with which you kill yourselves, will hinder me from continuing to praise the life, not that I live, but that I know I ought to be lived or from worshiping virtue and crawling after it from a huge distance behind. Quote, Philosophers do not deliver on what they say. Unquote. They do, however, deliver on much of what they say, of which they have a morally good conception. If only they did accomplish things equal to their words, what could be happier for them? In the meantime, there are no grounds for you to scorn their good words or their hearts full of good thoughts. Their understanding of wholesome studies deserves praise, even if they do not achieve their goal. What is surprising if, having entered upon a steep path, they do not arrive at the top? But if you are a man, those who, under, those who undertake great things, even if they fall, deserve your admiration. It is a noble thing to make an attempt on lofty things, looking not to one's own strength, but to the strength of one's nature, and to conceive in one's intellect things greater than can be successfully achieved, even by those endowed with enormous greatness of mind okay so we just heard Seneca's apologia or defense of himself and of philosophers in general yes philosophers do fail to attain what they preach right he says this is the case because what they are preaching and what they are going after, it's a very lofty thing. Eudaimonia, living according to nature, living the virtuous life, living the flourishing life, it's something that is very difficult. And I think Seneca would say very, very few actually arrive at the top 
of this very high mountain. Nevertheless, he says that we should praise people who even embark on such a journey. Even if they fail to get all the way to the top, the mere fact that people are noble-minded, noble-hearted, and are aspiring to climb ever higher on this quest for virtue, the only good, this is praiseworthy. Now, of course, Seneca is a little presumptuous, I think, in putting himself on the same plane as all these great philosophers that he lists. Seneca, in his lifetime and afterwards, has been accused of being a hypocrite for a number of reasons. One, he was enormously, enormously wealthy. Two, his involvement in politics and his support of Emperor Nero. Scholars believe that Seneca was his right-hand man for the first five years of his reign. And uh, he did a good job trying to help Nero be a good emperor. But at some point, Nero grew up, became his own man, literally went mad, and just uh, threw away all of Seneca's influence. But, uh, yeah, Seneca is somebody who has this tainted legacy. People like him because he's a wonderful writer. He's smart. He's got brilliant things that he says. But I have never really encountered somebody that says that they admire Seneca in his life. I mean, he went through some hardships and he overcame them. He was exiled and he had a lifelong battle with asthma. There are many times in which he thought he was going to die from those attacks. And he was able to push through. So we don't want to say that he never accomplished the thing. But it's not the same as, for example, with Epictetus, who was a former slave. He overcame that. He became a philosopher. And he was just an exemplary teacher and practitioner of Stoicism. He's not on the same par as Marcus Aurelius, who, even though he was the emperor and he had all the temptation and the power in the world, he nevertheless strove to be just, to be social, and to do always what was best for the empire or the nation. And he was universally acknowledged as a philosopher and respected for it. Again, with Seneca, that's not the case so much. A lot of people just look at his life and see someone who compromised his ideal, someone who fell very, very short, someone who was a hypocrite even. In this letter that I just quoted on The Happy Life, um, he actually says the following. Let me pick up the book here. So, he essentially says that he is not a wise man, 
that he is sick, that he is not even a good model, but that he is trying his best to live according to the philosophy that he espoused. So, in your efforts today to go after virtue, know that you will run into people who are doing a great job. You will perhaps run into people who are not doing so great a job. But at the end of the day, when it comes to stoicism or anything else in particular, your concern needs to be your own progress. Your concern needs to be your own progress, not that of others. If others are living hypocritically, that's their problem. That's not your problem. Let us live in step with what we profess and let us do our very best to live up to it. Progress, not perfection, is the goal. Increasing progress, not perfection is what we should strive for. Virtue is the only good. Keep reading the Stoics. Thank you for listening to this episode.